I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. On X, formerly Twitter, several Indian users are threatening to boycott the island nation of Maldives. Travel platform East My Trip also announced yesterday that the company was suspending flight bookings to the island. Even some cricketers and film stars have joined the bandwagon, asking Indians to go spend their holidays in Lakshadweep over Maldives beaches. So what's at play here? Why is everyone online suddenly dunking on Maldives? Well, we have a mini diplomatic crisis at hand. It started with India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi posting a series of pictures from his trip to the Indian island of Lakshadweep. I'm reading out one of his captions, quote, For those who wish to embrace the adventurer in them, Lakshadweep has to be on your list, end quote. So now what happened is that Mr. Modi promoting Lakshadweep possibly irked a bunch of ministers in the Maldivian government. Reuters reported that three of the deputy ministers called Mr. Modi names like clown, terrorist and puppet of Israel on social media platform X. And then, well, as the saying goes, all hell broke loose. The government of Maldives is now trying to distance itself from the comments made by its ministers, saying their comments were quite personal and do not represent views of the Maldivian government. Maldives has also suspended all three ministers in question for quote-unquote disparaging PM Narendra Modi. Yet it seems that the Indian government is vexed. Yesterday, Maldivian envoy was summoned to India's Ministry of External Affairs and the government registered strong concerns over the social media remarks. Now, presumably, the Maldivian government won't be too happy with these developments. After all, India sends the most number of tourists to its beaches. Also, beneath this story of the controversial social media posts and the diplomatic crisis that they sparked, there hides something more serious. Experts are saying that the whole episode is representative of growing anti-India sentiment in Maldives. As Reuters noted, the island's recently elected President Mohammad Mizu won election last year with a pledge to end the Maldives' India-first policy, breaking the tradition of most Maldivian presidents visiting India after coming to power. Mizu is instead headed to China on his first state visit this week. If anything, this episode is just the beginning of a more strained relationship between India and the island nation. For the next few minutes, you're going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. Hello, I'm Manaswini, and this is the Deep Dive for 9th January 2024. Indian chocolate makers are enjoying a deserving moment in the sun. On one hand, homegrown brands such as Amul, ITCs for Bell, and Chocola have cornered the fast-growing dark chocolate market. On the other hand, India's small bean-to-bar craft chocolatiers are winning international accolades. Which begs the question, is this Indian chocolate's coming-of-age moment? Let me break it down for you. Research firm Euromonitor predicts that the value of India's chocolate market will double from $2.2 billion in 2022 to nearly $4.1 billion by 2028. As reported by the Indian Express, more than half of this market is dominated by white chocolates sold by international brands such as Nestle, Mondelez and Hershey's. But when it comes to dark chocolates, these international chocolate giants 
placed second fiddle to homegrown players. But how did Indian brands crack this niche? Well, to put it simply, there was an untapped empty space waiting to be filled. Nestle India, which sells popular chocolate bars such as Kit Kat and Munch, doesn't have dark chocolates in its portfolio. And as the Indian Express points out, Nestle's near absence in the dark chocolate segment is not even odd. Because if you consider its strategy to boost growth by penetrating into price-sensitive rural markets, it makes complete sense. Dark chocolates with their higher cocoa content are pricier than their milk-filled cousins. Nonetheless, demand for dark chocolates was brewing among youth, health-conscious urban buyers. And Indian brands, particularly Amul, saw the opportunity and got the wheels turning. Amul's MD Jayan Mehta says that his company is catering to consumers who are seeking a more indulgent yet mindful treat. He told the Economic Times, and I quote, Young adults who are interested in maintaining a balanced diet, athletes who seek energy and antioxidants, individuals with specific dietary restrictions such as those following low sugar or keto diets are some of the groups patronizing Amul's dark chocolate range, end quote. Presently, Amul is selling 17 different dark chocolate bars with varying cocoa content. Another Indian brand, Chocola, has stores across airports, selling dark chocolate bars with unique flavors such as Kashmiri Kawa, Nutty Hazelnut, and Signature Noir. ITC's Fabel also has multiple dark chocolate offerings. So basically, the future is looking quite bright for these homegrown players as demand for dark chocolate is only going to rise. After all, dark chocolate is the fastest growing segment in the Indian chocolate market. But now let's talk about Indian craft chocolatiers. If dark chocolate is a niche within the market, craft chocolates would be a micro niche. Part of the global movement of making fine artisanal chocolates outside of factories in a more personalized way from bean to bar, Indian craft chocolate industry has arguably come a long way from its fledgling beginnings in 2012. Kerala-based Paul and Mike's chocolates, made after processing cocoa beans grown in Kochi and Coimbatore, made it to the top 25 chocolates in the world at the International Chocolate Awards World Finals in November last year. And then a London-based Academy of Chocolate honoured Hyderabad-based brand Manam Chocolate with 1 gold, 10 silver and 5 bronze awards in December last year. Though these smaller brands are putting Indian chocolates on the global map, it still remains to be seen if the accolades will bring in fortunes as well. As a recent Mint report on India's craft chocolate industry noted, Indian craft chocolatiers have mastered the taste, even mixed local flavours in the chocolate bars. Yet, it faces a myriad of issues, primarily concerning cold storage delivery and scaling up. To scale up, money is required, and venture capitalists are hesitant because of the limited consumer base. But there is hope. Venture capital firms took their sweet little time to warm up to craft beer and coffee segments. But now, companies in those sectors are expanding. Now that global recognition is here, money could also soon find a way to trickle in. In the meantime, I have a question for you. What do you prefer? Are you a dark chocolate sad boy or a white chocolate basic bro? If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was researched and written by Anoop Sembal, edited by Venkat Anand, produced by me, mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvana. 
You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.